friends and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to go to a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf, Blondimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, The Brigand Alliance, Eric R. Oh, just gonna sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Forevermore, Sirendon, Dicky Lopez, Licky Topez, Ricky Ropage, Alex K, Mordine, Doma Elaka, Dr. Grinnis, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Darren W, Marab Syndrome, Fig Tears, Zach S, Jimmy H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54E, was Jameson S, Eric R, plus two verbal seven of whacking. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of session 138. After having defeated some Zolgath who surrendered, we decide to let them go. Though they're blind, so there's that. We also investigate the statue we're near. This one is of the Scholar. We mess about for a while and get some info. We then head to the Taylor statue and spend several hours making it beautiful. On our way to the next one, we see a large group of huge creatures apparently heading to the Scholar statue to presumably take back the blessing. We move to intercept and engage in combat. We, especially Moonlight, just devastate them. The carnage of these disgusting tentacle creatures with these big nasty jaws just laying all over the grass here. A bird chirps in the background and a nice warm breeze brushes through your hair and, well, you were on your way to do something. We were going to go get more sheep. You know where the sheep are because Jeb's got birds flying over the Elysian sheep. We were headed to the northwest one. That makes sense. Okay. Because we were headed for the sheep, and there was a uh, statue nearby also. Statue. Yes. Because we had found a map of or an explanation of where all the statues were previously, I believe. Yeah. The, the Scholar's Trial lays out the locations of all of the other statues within the Vale. To the northwest one. Yeah, and you actually know as well, because of course you, you succeeded the checks and you, they were all labeled uh, at the Scholar statue. Where you're going right now is to the Thief's Trial. Should we take ten minutes to quick heal up? Yeah, probably. Take ten minutes to run a medicine check on Jeb and myself. Great. Yeah, Moonlight will fly on their steed back up into the air to try to keep an eye out for any more of these packs moving around. Okay. 57, you heal, my friend Jeb. 52, skidoo. Moonlight, you don't see any other parties approaching, but I do want you to give me a a perception check, if you would. I can do that. It was almost good, but instead it's a 31 with a 4 on the die. Yeah, you're not you're not seeing anything else. I mean, your eye is just continually drawn over to the verdant beacon, that green tower in the mountains to the northwest. But you don't see anything approaching you. You seem to be in the clear for now. So you decide to make your way over to the thief's trial. But I want to ask, are you getting the sheep first or are you going to the trial first? Oh, we already have a couple of sheep? Or do we, no, we took the sheep back. Yep, you got one and you took it back. I would think we'd do the trial first. That way we don't have to keep track of the sheep. So you make your way to the Thief's Trial. Jeb knows exactly where it's at, based on how the wizard described it and the terrain in the area. You find a dusty marble statue, tucked in a narrow, shallow canyon in the hills. 
The man depicted there wears close-fitting garments, a thick cloak, and a satisfied expression. One hand rests at his waist, but the statue's attention is focused on his other hand, which is held out before him, cupped as though to admire some absent treasure. A lingering stench hangs in the air here. A familiar stench. Chocolate I Everybody give me a perception check. 43. Not good. Jeb, you're getting the, the whiff, and it's coming from off to the west. To the west. What do you do? So do we think they're hiding, or that the, they stole something, maybe? Or maybe they just took a shit over there, and it's bad. <laughs> Where are we on the map with all the X's and shit? Uh, right here. Uh, top left corner. Yep, top left. Uh, so like, Got an arrow pointed to it. They're like, I'm smelling this in the mountains? Yeah, you're smelling it off in this area here. Fireball! The wind is kind of swooping down from the western mountains going east, and it's carrying that smell downwind to you. I think our legendary survivalist should uh, be able to figure that out. Track that. Track that! Track that. Go ahead and give me that. Uh, Y'all want us to go say track that. <laughs> track that. Track that. Give me a survival check. 44. Jeb, you're easily able to find the source of the stench. Is everyone going with Jeb? Hey, guys, follow me. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, everyone could smell it. It doesn't seem to be anything here at the statue at the moment that can't wait. So you head west. It doesn't take you long, but you come to this mountain gully, maybe about a quarter mile down the way. And you approach it cautiously, thinking that they might be hiding over here. There might be some sort of Zolgath camp. The smell is so pungent, and it came from so far away. But you overlook the gully, and you look down. And there is a heap of slain Zolgaths dumped in this gully. Investigate the wounds. Like there has, there has to be dozens of them. That does seem unusual. Who would have done that? Yeah, if you want to investigate the wounds, uh, Jeb, go ahead and give me a medicine check. 37. I guess if it's actually a medicine check, I get 8. Yeah, it's actually a medicine check. But he's got natural medicine. Yeah, I have natural medicine. That's why I roll. What are you looking at there, Jeb? I say with a 50. Holy shit, you're legendary in medicine now, Peach Pie? That's nice. I am. Peach Pie, you are able to, upon examining the Zolgath corpses here, you kind of wade your way down into the gully, plug your nose, because shit, that smells. You see a handful of things that catch your eye. There are several of these Zolgaths that are just crushed, like a rock fell on them. Their entire bodies are flattened, all their bones are broken, and then several of them have massive piercing wounds, as if from some huge stabbing weapon. And even occasionally, but not as often, you see Zolgaths that are shorn in two. Was it our giant lady friend? Um, it seems like something large. <laughs> certainly something large, without a doubt. Peach Pie, while you're examining the bodies, Jeb, you're getting a look around in the area. There is clear sign of conflict. Footprints that 
line up into formations, blood spatters all over the vegetation, and it's Zolgath blood, and you could smell it as you're examining it. There was some battle that took place here, and the Zolgaths didn't really do that well. You think that this might Crazy. be, you know, where they dumped their dead afterwards. Yeah, all right then. So the battle was here, and then they just piled them all up? The battle was not in the gully, but in the area. But not towards, too far away. You know, yeah, not too far away. Like maybe, you know, like I said, a quarter of a mile away from the thief statue to the west. And then you do see drag marks as though some they're being drug and then tossed into the gully. Well, things are killing Zolgas. I guess I don't really care until those things start to try and kill me. Were there, like, marks of creatures moving this way? Or do, can we tell, how, like, where the Zolgas came from? Did they come from the thief statue area? Or... Uh, with Jeb's survival check from earlier, you are able to discern that, yes, in fact, uh, like a troop of Zolgaths came from the thief statue. Uh, thief statue makes me think we need to steal something from somebody. That's what I think. I loot the Zolgath. You got all your relics. Would those be considered stolen or pilfered? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the... The religious symbols. Oh, All the religious, religious symbols. symbols. <laughs> Just put a bunch of religious symbols <laughs> off, hang, hang off his hand. <laughs> Here you go. Do I have anything in my inventory that I can we tell stole? where the big things came from? Like which direction? Whatever the large thing was. Yeah. Uh, you're not actually able to tell that. Hmm. Ah, the Glen of Uncommon Wonders cage key. I stole that. I go put that you in the still, hand. You still have that. You still have that key. That is in my inventory. That's amazing. I will go over to the thieves statue and I'll place that key in his hand that he's looking at as though admiring something. Quick question before I get to that is the rest of the party done at the gully with the Zolgaths and that that site of the battle or are you headed back to the thief statue with Peach Pie? Maybe somebody should detect magic. We had said that we looted the dead bodies. Oh, I missed that. Uh, there is nothing of value on the Zogath corpses okay. here. Because that's why we were, we were going to steal something from them. But Yeah, aside from some loincloths and broken weapons, there's absolutely nothing Ooh, usable loincloths, here. Loincloths, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if we can't see anything about where these people came from or or where the other thing came from. And there's no other signs of what was going on here. Gonna, as I say, we all head back and try out Peach Pie's stolen item. All right. Kind of depends on what you consider stolen. Yeah, I think maybe your books are more stolen. Virginity. Than, uh, got, I've got a few <laughs> books that I definitely took from a library. You got a few books that are a little bit more stolen than my Glen Key, maybe. Because I mean, the Glen Key you probably just took off of the dead body, didn't you? you didn't actually like. Yeah, I took it off the dead. Steal body. it yeah. from. It was Adravalo was the name of yeah, the Yeah, Adravalo. Adravalo. yeah. Seder. Whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, we could try the Prayers and Rituals to Aridin. Do that it. Book. Do see it. What, see what, that, what, the, Do what it. Aridin statue thinks of that. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, you, uh, yeah, you drop the key in the hand, nothing happens. You'd place the, the book in the hand, and nothing happens. I want everybody to give me a perception check as you're at the statue and investigating it and trying to place things into its hand. Yeah, I guess is there any writing on the statue like the other ones have? 
telling us what he's supposed to do. Uh, yeah, 45. So you don't see any writing Wiz specifically. Nat 20. <laughs> nat 20, 47 for the Wiz. Wizard, as you're checking out the statue, no, it doesn't have any writing on it. But while searching around the area, you can see that there is or what must be some sort of entrance. This statue has scratch marks on the stone, like the pedestal for the base and the uh, marble foundation that it's on uh, have scrape marks. And as you look closer, there are several well-concealed latches along the base of the pedestal of this statue. Uh, We're not good at thieving... Really I tell not. everybody about what I find. Um, yeah, I don't know. Am I better at thievery, or are you? Can we summon a thief? Uh, I have 25. I'm only trained. I am also only trained at 25. I could take twice as long to get a plus 27, though. I don't know. I can aid you. You could do that. Maybe. I think I can aid. That might be our best shot. What's our highest uh, proficiency bonus? They're, we're both just trained. They're just trained, yeah. Which means we probably can't even do it, which is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, so go ahead and save your thievery checks, because no matter how hard you try, you don't have the finesse or the skill to unhook the three latches that are around the base of the statue. How dare you say that? I've, I've got to say this is the one thing about 2E's proficiencies that I dislike is that they're like, requiring oh, hey. a master. Oh no, I uh, do like it. I do like no, it. No, I don't I don't like it. I like it because it means that you can't just be high level and throw trained into something and be better at it than somebody who like focuses on it and RPs it and shit. I would agree with David in general. No, I think if you're high level and you've just I mean, just cuz you're trained doesn't mean you're not good at it. I mean, yeah, you can be a lower level and be a master and maybe be better at it, but you still just don't have the overall experience. I don't know. I still like it. I still like it. I don't know. I, I just feel like it gatekeeps things like this. It's like, nope, you just can't do this. Or then to put it in a position where it's like, okay, like maybe this one won't be the as bad, but like the uh, the mirror thing. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, you're, you're just fucked. You're unless literally fucked GM unless you have one. Does something. I think that's a failure in the design of that trap more than it is a failure in you have to be master or have to be legendary in something to do certain things. I like that there's something that gatekeeps every high-level character from being just good at everything. Like, if there's some way to work around this still, just maybe it's a little bit dip- more difficult because we don't have the easy way to do it. Okay, that's one thing. But I felt like that trap was like, nope, you're just fucked. I think that's more a failing of the trap than it is the system. In my opinion, at least. No one cares about your opinion, David. Anyway, I smash, I smash <laughs> the latches with my hammer. <laughs> don't don't Anyways. fucking do that. Anyways, I break shit. <laughs> I started shooting. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I started blasting. Pretty much. Nobody stop speech by from smash, smashing at the stage. No, I don't actually do it. Oh, you I don't? don't okay. do that. Um, is, is there so yes, to, yes, we do stop people. Yeah, is there some kind of check I can make on it to try to examine it or see if there's another way to do it other than thievery? Yeah, you can go ahead and make that check, except for the answer is no. Say, what would the check be? Oh, okay. There are several cunningly hidden latches that you find 
but you literally just cannot undo because you don't have somebody that can do this. So it's now impossible for us to get all 12. Right now it is, yeah. Unless you find some other solution. Because even knock doesn't uh, automatically give you unlocks, does it, Ted? I don't have knock. What about your door? Just open a door on the chains? Just, yeah, use a door to get inside. <laughs> open a little tiny door? Can we just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, it calls out a specific size. Uh, well, then, it, re-explain to me how big this thing is, because I was imagining it fairly big. I mean, the statue's uh, the big, statue. but the, I'm assuming the things that we need to unlock are probably pretty small. Yeah, yeah, the actual latches are very small. Well, the latches are small, but, like, what they open up, how big is that? Uh, it's the pedestal of the statue itself. Yeah, so that's pretty big. It's about, I would say, three feet diameter mm-hmm. on a marble okay. base. Okay. Yeah, so knock just gives you a plus four bonus to... Knock grants a plus four status bonus to any creature that tries to open the target door, lock, or container with an athletics or a thievery check. I'm assuming the thievery statue would not take too well of us trying to use legendary athletics to force open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, might I'm be not a, picking might be, your lock. Just push it over. Just just break it open. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping knock would be like, and you can do like higher level checks or something, mm. but or at least a heightened version of it. Without, right, like you know, you're considered expert for this, or you're considered master for this. Right, something like that. But I don't know. I don't know anything like that. I mean, no, that's, the, that's the reason there's multiple statues, right? Like, we're supposed to just... We just don't do this one. Getting more gives you bonuses. Yeah, it's not happening. We don't have a... Th- uh, we don't have a row. Fair enough. <laughs> just... Fair enough. We, we just don't like have a The row. point of the statues is trying to figure out a way to do it anyways. And maybe there's not. But I don't want to just be like, well, we don't have a thief. Let's just skip it. If we can think of something. I mean, we can move on and come back if we find another solution. Sure. And we've got sure, let's these go phantom get this, steeds uh, and whatever. Let's go get this sheep, and then we'll head to the next one. All right. Well, then, as you're all leaving, or getting on your way to leave after deciding that there's nothing really that you can do at the thief's trial at this moment, everybody give me another perception check. Maybe Ilos is a good thief. We can ask her. 35. 45, I think, is the highest. Yeah, I got another 45. That's two 45s in a row. Nice. Moonlight, you see hiding among the trees and in the uh, mountains. Because, you know, you're right on the edge, the western edge of the Vale, and the mountains begin to slope up. And hiding in between some of the valleys and the gullies here, you see this creature. Its head popped out next to (gasps) hiding. Is it that big? I can see a tree like, by its Look at the trees it's standing on. How is that thing hiding anywhere? Hiding. It, it is hiding in the mountains. This is a mountain. It is literally area. hundreds of feet tall, it would appear. Yeah, the, the pine tree and the art comes literally halfway up its shin. Yeah, that, that tree looks tiny. The best part is, is it's insanely good at hiding, too. Of course it is. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. But it's watching you from a position where it can see you. And it's almost like, you know, if you're looking at the mountains as they go up, its head is in between two pine trees, you know, that are at the top of a mountain, just kind of like watching you. It's probably what cut the Zolgath in half. Well, yeah, I'm going to assume that it's stomping on the Zolgath crushed it and cut it in half and whatnot. 
question is, is can we talk to it to find out what the hell we're supposed to do? Um, I'll point it out to the wizard, so to see if the wizard can, like, tell us what the fuck it is. Yeah, I'll do a check on it. Alright, the wizard, you take a look back at it. Moonlighties, you go to point it out, and wizard, you go to take the check. It sees you see seeing it. Like, it knows that you know that it knows that it's watching you. However that works. And it stands, and its shoulders rise over the line of pine trees. Was it not standing? Like, it was like... It was like crouching behind a, a large mountain crag. As it stands, it's almost as though... Like, perception and distance are warping around them, and they even look larger as they stand. Wizard, go ahead and give me a recall knowledge check, and then everyone else roll initiative. Suck it, Peach Pie. Sorry. What? What do you mean, sorry? I fucking beat you. Oh, oh, <laughs> look at that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Wizard, what was your, uh, you did an arcana check? Not 20 for 56. Wizard, you know that this thing is a a very rare titan called a Thanatotic Titan. You get three pieces of information about the Thanatotic Titan. Um, while you're considering it, Thanatotic Titans served as assassins in the war against the deities. They learned to sever their target's divine connections, murdering mortal priests and divine heralds alike. Thanatotic Titans were locked away in the Abyss, but some sneak away from the Abyss to continue their sprees of murder and mayhem. All of this just sounds wonderful. He's really cute and cuddly. That's that's how it sounds. Obviously. It also looks... God-severing looks Evil as fuck. <laughs> just like the red and, you know, anything that's pale white like that generally seems like it's evil. And the fact that we had to roll initiative just for looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Three pieces of info. Uh, let's go. Weaknesses. Resistances. So starting off, I'll kind of put those in the same spot piece of information for you because it does not have any weaknesses or resistances. Awesome. Immunities. It is immune to death effects and disease. Of course it is. Fucking everything's immune to death effects now. Lowest save. Lowest save is reflex. That makes sense. But I will give you an additional piece of information. They are particularly resilient to saves versus mental or divine spells. That is very good to know. Yeah, we don't have shit for divine, so... Any, any effect that has the mental or divine trait. But mental matters for both of us. Yeah, like, half of my... Almost all of my stuff is either mental or death effect, so... This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be so much fun. It's its favorite ice cream. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Neapolitan. Ugh. <laughs> I fucking love Neapolitan. I hate this guy. Don't you yuck me. I love Neapolitan. Neapolitan is good. Get a I'm, little of everything. That's, that's gross. I want you guys to go ahead and place yourselves on the maps as you're considering right now we were like, you know, hey, we're just going to have to come back to this later. Let's take off. And as you're turning to walk away, Moonlight points this thing out to the wizard, and then the wizard identifies it. We're in initiative. 
I mean, around, or around uh, the statue. statue somewhere. Is that, if, if you're good where you're at, then that's fine. Yeah, oh, I mean, meta at this point. I'm way back here in the farthest spot. <laughs> I was gone. I was, I was leaving. I was uh, already. I'm, I'm out of here. Steed and flying uh, away. Yeah, I'm not actually on this map. <laughs> I'm, not here. Right, I'm just, I'm just not here. The Thanatotic Titan has an aura that is a hundred feet, and I need all four of you at the top of round one for initiative to give me a will save. Will save. Gotta love that. Is this a magical effect? Hate will save. Holy fuck, guys. Like will saves. I just hate reflex saves. Shit. <laughs> Rolled another nat 20. One more and you like win. three for you already. Holy shit. Rolling rocks. Wizard unaffected. Uh, this is magical. You know who else is unaffected? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Do I succeed with a 40? The 40 fails, Peach oh, Pie's shit. 39 fails, Moonlight's 43 fails. Yeah, for those 44. of you that failed, for the rest of this round, the Titan warps perception and distance around them to seem even larger and more imposing. Imposing. A creature that enters or begins its turn within the emanation must succeed at a will save or its movement toward the Titan is over difficult terrain. Oh. Okay. Nothing crazy. So for the creature's first two actions, as it stands up from behind and its first action it actually uh, takes to, to stand up. And it's pretty close to you guys. There's a you know large hill that was it, it was hiding behind. But it uses its second and third action to use something called Titanic Charge. And as this thing climbs, I switch with Peach Fight climbs over the mountain <laughs> you can see that its feet are landing several feet above the ground almost as though it's walking on air is this thing known for swallowing its victims <laughs> no no it's <laughs> my guess is it cuts them in half <laughs> it's known it's known for uh, severing divine connections to from deities all right so the thanatotic titan gets within striking distance of jebediah and peach pie but he strikes against Jebediah. How high off the ground is it? It's it's about a foot or two off the ground. No, I'm not okay. Its feet aren't actually touching the ground right now. Jeb does a 58 hit. <laughs> Goodness. Sure does, mate. Sure does. Critical hit, right? Sure. Take 98 points of piercing damage as its gargantuan halberd stabs at you. And the halberd point goes into or, you know, grazes Jebediah and cuts a big gash into him and then lands into the ground right in between him and Peach Pie. And as soon as the halberd makes contact, the ground shakes with the force. And that point of contact right centered on Jebediah is going to be an earthquake, as in the spell earthquake. So earthquake affects an area of a 60-foot burst. Okay, so easily it's all of us. So, yeah, absolutely everybody. So I need everyone to give me reflex saves, not now, but at the start of your turn, to avoid falling into a 40-foot deep fissure that opens up beneath you. Sweet. So at the beginning of everybody's turn, you'll have to give me that reflex save while you're in the 60-foot area. Or on the, on the ground in that area, I should say. Is it affecting her at all? Or it? She has air walk on Oh, her. that's right. 
Yeah, yeah. And actually stepping a foot or two above the ground itself, which is why you couldn't see any tracks from this gargantuan thing. So that is the end of its turn, and the ground is shaking, and fissures are opening beneath your feet. That takes us to Jebediah. Let's get your reflex save for the earthquake. 42. A 42 is a failure. What happens if I fall into the earthquake? So there's a 40-foot fissure that opened up beneath you, and Jeb, you lose your footing. And you are going to fall. You're going to take 20 points of damage because you fell 40 feet down. Doesn't he get a grab an edge reaction? He does. 42. 42 is unfortunately not enough to catch yourself. Go ahead and take 20 points of falling damage, and you are now prone in a fissure that's opened up beneath you. Neat. I cast a spell. I heal myself for 89. Nice. And I guess I stand up and look around and think this is neat. After Jeb, that takes us over to Peach Pie. Peach Pie, uh, I need you to start your turn with a reflex save. Which I will fail with a 42. That does fail. I attempt to grab an edge, which I will succeed. Ah, or not with a 39. That will fail. You fall 40 feet. Okay. Welcome down here. 20 points of falling damage. I'll need you to pop that in yourself. Hello, Jeb. Well, this thing's probably going to be swinging at us a lot. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out a um, mist form. I'm going to take the mist form, and then I'm going to stand. And that's my turn. All right. Then after Peach Pie, that takes us over to the wizard. Wizard, give me your reflex save. 39. Wizard, you fail. Wait, I'm flying. I set a precedent before that I'm always just flying. There you go. I have my wings out. True. There's no limit to him. Dragon Man! Wings. Dragon Man doesn't have to make a reflex save. Yeah. You do have to make... came down here with us? You have to make a fly action, though. Otherwise, you will fall, but... Yeah. Yeah, so a fissure opens up beneath you, and, and your wings keep you afloat. Um... I made plans... The plans are not very good anymore with people falling down. <laughs> do you still have maze? Just maze this fucker out of here for a little bit. I do. Um, yeah, so first action, I will fly... Wait, what's the range of the maze? 30 feet, 10. Uh, first action, I will fly a little bit closer because I'm outside of the range. Did you never take reach spell? That's right, you never did, did you? No, I do. I just, if I use it, I can't fly, and then I'm going to fall. Second and third actions, I cast maze. Okay. You provoke when you cast maze. Because you are within its reach. Wait, how far away am I? I'm 30 feet away, aren't I? Oh, it's 25. I'm meant to be 30. I miscounted that. All right. I'm high. Like, that's my bad. What? That's a 30-foot range. Like, I wanted to be 30 feet. Yeah, all right. The maze goes off, and, a th- and the Thanatotic Titan whoop, blips out of existence for a moment and ends up in the wizard's maze. Uh, let's go ahead and... Assuming Earthquake, since it was the spell Earthquake, still is around? That's correct, yes. Earthquake is still on. Well, then after the wizard mazes this monstrosity, Moonlight, bottom of round one, it's your turn. I fall to the ground. Well, I here we'll uh, hope for a really high. How about a forty-eight grab the hey, edge? Hey, uh, a forty-eight does grab the edge. Nice. And you can 
pull yourself up with a climb or an athletics check. Well, it's an athletics check to climb. Yeah, I suppose that's what I meant. Um, can't use anything other than that, huh? Uh, what are you thinking? Anything other than athletics. <laughs> <laughs> acrobatics? Can I acrobatics up the side of this thing? That's not how climb works, and you know it. I, I, I do know it. I get a 17 to try to pull <laughs> myself up. A 17 is actually enough to pull yourself up. Once the fissures are opened, they're rough and they're craggy. And it's easy to climb up the side of the fissures, but while they're opening, they're near impossible to grab the edge of. Uh, so pulling myself up would have been one action, because the grab an edge was a free action, or a reaction, not a free action, a reaction. Correct. I move to my phantasmal steed and climb on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The moonlight gets ready to book it. That takes us to the top of round two. The Thanatotic Titan is inside of the wizard's maze. This is either survival or perception, right? I'm fairly certain I'm double-checking. Yeah, it's survival or perception. But it can only spend that one action to do that. Correct. Well, it's going to try to find its way out. It gets a 42. 42 is a fail. 42 is a failure. All right. Saves a 43. Just barely. Oh, just barely. Okay. Well, then it uses its two actions inside to do a thing that nobody can see. What level is your maze? Eighth. It's going to cast Dispel Magic. Counteract check. It's going to try to Dispel Magic to get rid of the maze to come back. Okay. I think that works, but we've never done it before. You unravel the magic behind a spell or effect is in Detect Magic. Now, its target is one spell effect or unattended magic item, so I have to ask. One spell effect. This is a spell effect, and it's inside of the spell effect, so it can target it. That seems logical to me. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a conjured extra-dimensional space. I would certainly think that there'd be a way to counteract that. All right, so that's that's exactly what it's going to attempt to do. Its bonus is its spell attack bonus. Its counteract level is the level of the spell that it uses. It is using an eighth level to spell magic. The DC is the spell DC, so that's wizard's spell DC. Wizard, your spell DC is 43? Correct. All right, so it's going to make a counteract check, and it's going to attempt to beat a 43. Eh, it rolls an 18, so we get a 53 total. That would be a critical... That's a critical success. Huh? That's a critical success. Uh, on a critical success, it counteracts the effects that if it's no more than three higher than the counteract level. It's counteract so level... Level 11? <laughs> yeah, right. It's got this. Uh, and the wizard's maze is level 8 as well. So the Thanatotic Titan searches, doesn't isn't able to find a way out, and then it realizes this is a spell that I can dispel. So it casts it, and it... Pops right back into existence. At least I made it waste its turn. I say it still wasted its entire turn, so that's good. And it looms menacingly. Because, you know, we have not managed to deal it any damage yet. (laughs) Alright, well that takes us over to Jebediah. You are standing at the bottom of a fissure. It's your turn. Can Jebediah see this thing from the bottom of the fissure? I would say so. I mean, it's like 200 feet tall. I would think it looms above the wall, yes. It's fucking huge. Also, uh, Jeb, at the beginning of your turn, give me a will save. 40. 
Uh, that's a failure. Any movement you take toward the Titan is difficult terrain. I am going to use Druid Vestments and cast Stormwind Flight. And I'm going to fly! Stormwind Flight, huh? And I'm flying, and I'll start ascending. Alright. It is 40 feet to the ground level up. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, I'll just start going up. What? Fucking 10 feet. Alright. Jeb starts flying up and is halfway up through the fissure and is now flying. That takes us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. You are also standing at the bottom of the fissure. Give me a will save. Yeah. Will save. Nat 20 for a 50. No effect when it comes to moving toward the Titan. It is not difficult terrain for you. I ain't gonna move toward this Titan. (laughs) Spend my first action to rage. Gain some temporary HP. And then uh, second and third action, I'm gonna use my extendo mallet and attack it. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) How about a 53? A 53 is a hit. Didn't roll very well. 41 damage. Okay. It takes all that damage. That's my turn. All right. That takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Uh, I'm going to drain bonded item level nine, recall maze and maze it again. The maze it again. Yeah. All right. I'm going to maze it again. And then I'm going to fly 30 feet back. So this was the mistake that I made last time around, and I'm going to correct it this time. I assumed that because it's gargantuan, it has a 20-foot reach. I was wrong. It has a 40-foot reach. It smacks you with an attack of opportunity. Nice. Wizard does a 51 hit. I guess the real answer is, is that a critical hit? Yes, it's a critical hit. Got it. Got it. That's what I was looking for. All right. Then, Wizard, you will take... 81 points of damage and your maze is interrupted and does not go off. Cool. Then I fly away. Then after the wizard gets stabbed for casting maze and gets interrupted, it takes us over to Moonlight. Moonlight, you're on a phantom steed. It's your turn. Gonna start with a demoralize, I guess. Intimidating glare, I should say. Fuck up. 37, that's not going to do it, so... It does fail. My first action, uh, action two, I'm going to need a will save from it. Casting a spell? Yes. Okay. It's not going to attack you, I just wanted to scare you real quick. He's not scared? Will save, you said? Yeah, I'll drop it on in a second. I'm sure it'll probably, you know, critically succeed or some shit like that, so... It gets a 45 only succeeds because it gets a plus four against mental effects which I don't have any choice but to use mental effects so it's hideous laughter Uh, it laughs it laughs but the big important part it can't use reactions while I sustain even on even on its success man that is even on a success it's just not slowed one and can't use reactions okay then it's big deep bellowing echo bounces off the walls of the canyons around you and the valleys around you. Wasn't it immune to mental or something? No, it just has a plus four against mental. Plus four against mental, okay. Immune to death effects, which is most of my spells now, so... Death effects and disease, I think it is. Well, then, after Moonlight shuts down reactions from the Thanatotic Titan... That takes us to the top of round three. 
where it is the Titan's turn. And it steps forward. Let's see, Peach Mine is at the bottom. The only one who's actually dealt him any damage. Hello. He stabs Moonlight. So he takes a couple of steps closer. Stabs at Moonlight with the Talbird. Rolled a 19 on the die. He gets a 61 to hit. Yeah. That's a critical it's a, it's a little bit of a critical. A little bit. Luckily, you can't double critical. Uh, Moonlight, take 100 points of piercing. Fuck. 100 damage? Holy shit. Run away, Moonlight. Run away. That's, yeah, over half my health. I mean, it still gets to hit me again and probably critical me again, so... It does get to hit you again, and that's exactly what it's going to do. With its third action, it slashes at Moonlight with the halberd, aiming to sever him at the trunk. 52 to hit. That's critical. Moonlight, take 86 points of slashing damage. <laughs> yep, I got, I got 12 hit points, guys. Woohoo! And pieces of bark are flying as this thing slashes through Moonlight's core. Not how damage works. And that's its turn. That takes us over to Jebediah. You are 20 feet up from the bottom of the fissure. Means you're 20 feet away from ground level. It's your turn. Uh, I'll move like 15 more feet up right above, right around here. Just above Peach Pie? Yeah. Can it? What's... Oh, wait, it can't use reactions at the moment, right? Yeah. That's correct. correct. It cannot use reactions right now. It's too busy chuckling. Uh, oh, add big reverb. Why the fuck the wizard was so far away, idiot? Um, That's the least idiotic thing the wizard So done. he didn't get destroyed like I just did? <laughs> um, I cast a spell. Uh, we all gain 81 health if you're next to me. Except the wizard. Nice. What spell did you cast? Revival. My level Ooh. 10 spell. Oh, shit. Drop of the big guns. Didn't we, wasn't this one we were laughing at earlier that doesn't actually revive anyone? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It heals everybody, but does not actually, like, revive someone that died. Like, breath of life. No, you do get to sustain that. Wait, what happens when you sustain it? I keep, yeah, I keep the rate. It's if, if someone's dead, I, like, sustain their corpse. Oh, in addition, you, okay, got it, got it. That's all I got. All right. Well, then after Jeb throws some healing the party's direction, which I know Moonlight sorely needs, that takes us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. All right, I guess now I'll climb the side of this um, fissure. Okay. An athletics check. I get a 39. That is a critical success. Excellent. What's your speed? Uh, 30. 30. Okay, so you move 5 feet plus 5 feet per 20 feet of your land speed. So if it's 30, that means you're going to move 10 feet up with one action. Yeah, there's something here I can do. I think I'm going to change my mind on that. I do apologize. Oh, no, that's fine. I have cloud jump. Cloud jump, eh? Yeah, I'm just going to jump out of this thing. So I spend two actions to high jump. I get a 39, which means I jump 39 feet. Is that enough to get me out of here? It's enough to let you grab an edge so you're to finish the distance. I know it's like the, we're kind of cutting hairs with a 39 on a 40-foot jump, but then I would use my hero point to redo that because I only rolled a 3. 
Okay, okay. Because I want to get up and out and in front of it. So there's a nat 20 with a 56. You jump 56 feet in the air. Yeah, I'm going to angle forward just a little bit to get in front of this thing. I'll allow it. Yeah. I would assume so with, yeah, a, with a nat 20. 20. And then with my third action, I will take a swing at it and roll a nat 1. All right. Well, then after Peach Pie, that takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Uh, the wizard is going to fly about 20 feet up in the air, take out his wand of manifold missiles level 7, and start pelting the guy with missiles every round. Level 7, 4 missiles? Uh, heightened plus 2. Yep, so first level is 1 missile per action. Third is 2. Fifth is 3. Seventh is 4. So every action is 4 bolts. So it'd be 10 damage total. No, that's wrong. 13, 13 damage. One action. One, oh, one action. Got it's it. one action because I had to fly and take it out and then activate it. One action. And this is the one that I think it just goes one, like it'll shoot four missiles at the top of each round. It shoots one missile at the top. Yeah. But it, it is a one action version. So it will be four missiles. Round. Yeah. Nice. This first time I've used this wand, I think. I think you used it one other time. Did I? I remember wanting to use it some other time. I don't remember if it worked out. After the wizard pulls out the wand of manifold missiles and starts pew-pewing, Moonlight, you took Jeb's heel and you're looking better than you were, but you're on that phantom steed. It's your turn. Okay, so uh, free action, effortless concentration to keep uh, Eddie's laughter going. Fuck. Uh, Next two actions, I will need a... We'll save from him. Let me drop that on him. All right. You get a nat 20 on that one. Yeah. Uh, it was synesthesia. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> he just doesn't care. And how fast are these mounts tied? Don't they have like an 80 foot movement right now? I want to say that's right. I'm pulling it up quick. What's the what's the range on uh, on the sustain? I don't think there is a range. I don't think. We kind of looked at that the other day. You're just sustaining the original spell. Because we were saying, you know, you could sustain a spell. We were saying that you could, like, sustain a spell even when they're in a maze. As long as, like... Because the spell's already on them, you're just sustaining... you just holding yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. That was our logic. So, like, if the spell doesn't say, like, you must w- stay within 30 feet at all times or something like that... And the sustain a spell activity doesn't say that either, I and don't sustain know. a spell activity doesn't say it either, so... So that's just kind of, I mean, that's how we have ruled it so far. That's true. And yeah, and, and reading the sustain a spell activity, there is nothing that indicates that you have to be within the range of the original spell you cast. Um, so if I can move 80 feet, I'm dipping out of that circle completely. Yeah, they are 80 feet. Nice. All right. After Moonlight books it, that takes us to the top of round four. It is the Titan's turn. Wizard, how high off the ground are you? Uh, 20 feet currently. All right, well, the Titan, on its turn, starts moving toward Moonlight, and it leaves... Attack of opportunity! ...leaves Peach Pie's threatened range, and it will also go through Jebediah's threatened range at the same time. Oh, shit! Well, I at least hit it. 51 hits. Let's see what we got here. And I'll deal it 56 damage. Hell, it I missed! <laughs> as far as I can get. So with one action, P. 
to fight you. That 56 damage, that all goes through. But with one action, it starts striding toward Moonlight as they're fleeing, but stops in between the wizard and Jebediah and Peach Pie and takes its huge halberd and it starts spinning it. And then it slices down and across the wizard, Jebediah, and Peach Pie in its wide cleave. I wasn't even out of the hill yet. Can it get me inside the earthquake? Well, you're only five feet under the the top, right? All right, explain me how Halbert's going to hit me. I mean, it has a 40-foot reach. Explain. You've got cover. cover. Because, I mean, it's a rend in the ground, right? I think I'd have cover from the statue then, too. Yeah, I would say you probably... Yeah, you have cover from the statue as well. He's also 200 feet tall standing. How tall is the statue? Not. (laughs) But the thing is, is that it... I mean, the, the ability is really straightforward. The Titan makes a melee weapon strike against each foe within their reach. That's it. Well, I mean, it counts it as three attacks for their multiple attack penalty, but it doesn't really matter there. Jeb, you'll have cover. Beach by you'll have lesser cover. Wizard, there's a wide open shot at you. Cool. Beach by you get to add one to your AC for this, but does a 49 hit. 49 will hit, though I'll need you to roll a uh, d10 on my mischance. Oh, that's right, the concealment. Or d20, excuse me. The Titan gets a 10 on that, so succeeds. Oh, I see. Okay, then it will hit. Beach by take 40 points of damage. I remove 7 of it, because that's definitely a weapon. It is certainly a halberd. Jeb rolls a natural 1 on the attack against you. See, I told you it couldn't hit when I'm under there like that. (laughs) <laughs> What's your AC with the two cover? It's your AC plus two. It's 43. Really? But you're all the one, so good luck. So it missed yeah, because so it of the one. Would be a hit, but it gets reduced to a miss because of the one. Correct. So it's not a critical miss. I was just wondering if Fantasy Regards did that calculation correctly, and it did. All right, and then the last weapon strike here against the wizard. Natural 20 on the dice uh, for a 62. God, this dude hates casters. Wizard take 86 points of damage. Slashes I use Halberd. Ow. And that's its turn. And it looks like it's gonna start booking toward Moonlight. And it's chuckling. And it's echoing and bouncing off of the, the walls of the canyons here. Jeb at the top of your round, give me a will save. 51. So, Jeb, you will be able to move toward the Titan and not be affected by the difficult terrain. You're just below ground level in the fissure, flying. It's your turn. I'll come up a little bit and cast Stormlord. Stormlord? So now I have a flying Stormlord. This is my other focus point thing, and it's the one that I cast a lightning bolt at the beginning of my turn, every turn. Oh, that's right. Does one go off right away when you cast? Yeah. Sorry, I don't cast a lightning bolt. I cast a sudden bolt, I guess. Oh, gotcha. And then I can change the wind, but I don't think this guy gives a shit, so I probably won't. It would probably just hurt us, if anything. We will make the wind calm. Calm winds. All right. So go ahead. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll get you that reflex save here, the 47. He'll take 18 damage. Ooh. He gets zapped. He does save against that, but he still takes that damage. Jeb, are you ground level now? I'm, yeah, maybe a little up. Maybe like five feet above the ground level. Sure, yeah. 
Then after Jebediah, that takes us over to Peach Pie. Peach Pie, give me a will save. All right, I will. How about a 45? That's a success. You can move toward the Titan and not take a movement penalty. Just to make sure, I mean, that does make it a critical success for me. That doesn't, like, make it so I forget about this thing the whole time, do I? Uh, let me check, actually. Good good call out. Uh, no. No, it does not. You are still, every round, will have to make the save in order to move closer, unless it's, you know, treat it like difficult terrain. But you're good this round. Okay. Beach by you, it's your turn. I move up behind it with my first action. And with my second action, I will make an attack on it. And roll on that one, unfortunately. And then with my third action, I will make another attack on it. See if we can hit it. Nah. Rough. And after Peach Pie closes the distance, Wizard, you're, you're like up to this thing's waist, being 40 feet in the air where you are, 20 feet, wait, you're 20 feet in the air? Never mind, you're at its knees. It still doesn't have reactions. That's correct. Does not have reactions. And that is very much appreciated. <clears throat> um, well, my first action, well, not before my actions, a missile fires out from my wand. Oh, that's right. So four magic missiles go off. Yup. Pew, 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 pew. 12 damage. Uh, my first and second actions. First action, I'm just going to fly the fuck away. I don't like being this close. Just as far away as you can get. I think that's far enough. That should be 80 feet. Two actions to fly then? I'll go 90 feet. I have a 45 move speed. Oh, there you go. You are not fleeing in the same direction Moonlight is, though, I see. No, I want to get away. Do I not have any good one-action things? I smoke my pipe and ponder about what the fuck I'm going to do next round. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to do with that action. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. I just moved further away. I think 70 feet's far enough. Then after the wizard, that takes us over to Moonlight. Last turn, you saw this thing start moving towards you uh, before slashing at your companions, but you see its eyes are toward the horizon, looking right at you. It's your turn. Um, effortless concentration, free action, and then I'm going to use my ancestral ability called regrowth to cast regenerate on myself. I gain 15 regen for one minute and cannot die from the dying value for a minute. Nice. Um, and then third action, I fly another 80 feet away. <laughs> So that puts you, what, uh... 115 feet away. 115. Well, that is the bottom of round four. That's going to take us up to the top of round five. The Titan is watching Moonlight flee on this steed. That it just has an insane movement speed. And it realizes it can't catch up with Moonlight. Not like this. So what it does is it uses its first action to grab a rock that has been split off from the ground. So it just reaches down and grabs this rock from the earth, lifts it up, and then throws it at Moon. Attack of opportunity on that ranged attack action. You get that. Go ahead. Ah, nope. Then, let's see, Moonlight, you are not far enough to be away from its first range increment. Its, its range increment is 200 feet. That's fucking ridiculous. So this rock comes at you and gets a 45 to hit. It's just a regular hit. All right. That's going to deal you 39 points of damage. Bludgeoning damage. Okay. 
This creature's second action is to activate this ability called Throne Rock. And it is magical. It has the transmutation trait to it. So after the rock lands and hits Moonlight, dealing that damage, it uses its second action to cause the rock to explode in sharp, slashing shrapnel. And Moonlight needs to give me a reflex save. Uh, and you said it was magical. You said it had the transmutation. It does have transmutation. That's correct. So this is a magical okay. effect. So it say primal at all? It's divine. Okay. So I will get a plus one because it's magical, giving me a 43, which sounds like going to fail. 43 is a failure. As the rock shatters after hitting you, take an additional 34 points of slashing damage. Does that put you down? No. <laughs> Sounds like barely. <laughs> 20 hit points. Ooh. All right. Well, that is its first and second action. For its third action, it it changes it because it went to a one-handed grip in order to throw the rock. It uses its third action to grip the halberd again in two hands, which takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. Let's see. I reflex save him. With the free sustain, he fails. It gets a 36 on the reflex. 36 damage. This thing is not going down at all. <laughs> it takes all of that damage. Um, I also cast... What strange rolls? 5-5-5-5-6-6-1-1-1. Five, 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 six, six, one, 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 one. That looks like a movie, a movie phone number. One five 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 six five six. One one one. All right, uh, I cast. I move a little. Uh, yeah, wait, five ten. I'll move it behind it and then cast Control Sand. Oh, except I don't want Peach Pie to be in the emanation, so I'll move right there and cast Control Sand and then. I'm going to activate Sandblast and give it another reflex save. All right. This time it gets a 48. It'll take 11 damage. And then... You've got that emanation up now, right? Yeah, it's the beginning of its turn, though, so you can go. go. I'm done. Uh, then after Jebediah, that takes us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. Okay. Well, um... I start moving around to the other side of it to work my way towards flanking with Jeb, and then I will attack it. That is flanking with Jeb. Is it now? Yes. Doesn't matter, dude. I get a 38 to hit, and we'll miss. That will miss. And with my third action, I will attempt again to attack it and get a 42. That will also miss. All right. That's my turn. All right. Then after Peach Pie, that takes us over to the wizard. Magic missile me, Daddy. I'm sorry, I hated it as soon as I said it. I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. 14 damage. Alright. Uh, first action. Fly a little bit further away, because uh, now I don't like being 70 feet. I'm fly about 30 feet back, or 100 feet away. And then use my second and third actions to fire a ray of frost at him. We'll see if I can actually hit him. 47 to hit. 47 hits. Here is 10d4 plus 6 cold damage. 35 damage. Nice. It takes all that damage. That's my turn. Then, after the wizard, that takes us over to Moonlight. With 20 HP and fleeing the scene, 
It's your turn. I gained 15 hit points at the start of my turn. So now I've got 35. <laughs> I will continue concentrating because I don't have to do anything for that. At this point, I really, I mean, I have no spells that can reach him and damage him. Yeah, because how tall is he? He's, it's like a couple hundred feet, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's easily like 200 plus feet tall. I have been looking for something I can actually do, and there's just nothing. Just run away and keep sustaining. Keeping it from having reactions is the is, is extremely good. But I hate it. <laughs> yeah, but it's good and you won't die. Or you will, because it's going to throw a rock at you. Yeah, so just keep running. You could activate your resonance of life. I don't think I can have two regenerate things at the same uh, time. Well, those are two different effects. Regenerate and fast healing are different. Do they stack? I mean, if they're different, I don't see... There's no stacking involved, so... Yeah, because they're, they're different. I actually think that would work. Because fast heal is its own condition. And regeneration is also its own condition. And is that still at the beginning of your turn? How does yeah. that work? Yeah, it's still at the beginning of your turn, too. Regen just... Ha- I mean, obviously, Regen has the additional benefit of keeping you from dying. Sure, then. I'll activate that. What is that up to now? One for every two levels beyond fifth. So I think it should be fast healing ten, then. Yeah, then yeah, yeah, no, fast healing 10. Okay. Is that what you do? Yeah, I'll do that, and then I will move another 80 feet away, putting me at still within his normal throw. <laughs> yeah, still within the first range increment on the rock. That is absolutely crazy. I didn't. Even, I should have probably just ran for three rounds this turn and then turned that on. Well, then after Moonlight turns on the fast healing from the reflection of life and continues to flee, that takes us to the top of round six. The Thanatotic Titan, now being flanked by Peach Pie and Jebediah, watching Moonlight flee and still chuckling is just reverberating through the canyon and he uses his first two actions for his wide cleave uh so this is where he's going to attack every creature within its range with these two actions will be for peach pie and jebediah so he'll do peach pie first peach pie's 61 hit it will be a crit except he four on my concealment yes Yes, he misses because of the concealment. He rolled a four on that. Good call on dropping that potion while you were in the fissure, because that worked out. Second attack here is going to go against Jebediah. Jeb does a... I rolled a 19 again. 61 to hit. That's probably a crit. The wrong people have low health. (laughs) Uh, Jeb, you are going to take 95 points of damage on that critical hit. For a free action, it drops one of its hands from the halberd. And with its third action, it is going to pick up and throw a rock at Moonlight. Pick up and throw is just one action? Yeah, throw rock is just an action. Yeah, but picking it up? Or is it just throw rock? Because I feel like it has to have a rock in its hand. I see your Unless it just conjures it from somewhere. Uh, I guess I didn't really think about that last turn. I, I didn't either. Uh, let's see. Throw rock uh, creature ability. I did think about it, but I didn't question my DM. 
The creature ability throw rock is one action. The monster picks up a rock within reach and retrieves a stowed or retrieves a stowed rock and throws it. Okay. So it is all within the one action. Which it does. It's going to throw it at Moonlight. and uh, Well, both Jeb and I get to take an attack of opportunity. You do. It is a range attack, and you're there. So. With flat-footed. Get it. Ah, oh, hi, miss. Jeb? Correct. I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard, boys. <laughs> I'm going to hit it. But 47 hits. I didn't hits. do what I wanted to do. It didn't disrupt it, but you do get the damage off. 27 damage. And he is still just green. Have we even done 100 to this guy? You've done 262 points of damage to it. What the fuck? It is still in the green. It's yellow now. Oh, I suppose it is now technically yellow after your hit. <laughs> All right. Then, yes, it gets the rock throw off. Now, of course, this is at its third multiple attack penalty because the uh, ability that it just used essentially counts as three. So we're going to throw a rock at Moonlight at a minus 10. 34 to hit. That misses. It misses, and it doesn't have the additional action at the end of its turn to to make it explode. So as Moonlight's fleeing, a rock hits the ground and a and rolls away. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> Note to myself, the halberd only has one hand on... Or, sorry, the titan only has one hand on his halberd. That takes us over to Jebediah. Sustainings! All of the sustains... He fails. Here's some electricity damage. 38 damage. Sustaining control sand. Doing the, the blast on this one? Oh, he critically did it. Yeah, 51. To oh, shoot. Blast. I did it. Oh, he probably going to succeed this thing, but for at the beginning, can you give me a fortitude save? Oh, sure, because he's for in the beginning revenation. of his turn. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, fortitude save here. Oh, that's not his best save or anything. Oh, roll a three in the die. Oh, for a 40. Oh, he actually fails. <laughs> okay, so he he's... Failed? I mean, yeah, it's my save, so... This is for the control sand emanation? Yeah, well, that would have been kind of big for me, but he all creatures are concealed to him. He's dazzled. Oh. If you're if he's in my emanation, he's dazzled. As long as it remains in the area. So what, what does concealed do? Uh, concealed is exactly what has been happening with Peach Pie. If you make an attack roll... So he has to roll a five flat check. Roll a five flat check. I want to see if I took 95 damage. Oh, we're going back. <laughs> what? How can we go back? Oh, is it the beginning of his turn? It's the beginning of his turn. It should turn. be at the beginning of his turn. Oh. He's... Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's irrelevant. All right. But he is dazzled, though. Yeah. That isn't irrelevant. Um, I guess I'll just try swinging at him after this stuff. 45 to hit. 45 hits because you're flanking. 28 damage, and I'll make another attempt and roll the 19 on the dice. No, I miss, and that's my turn. Then after Jebediah, that's going to take us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. All right, well, we're just going to start swinging. Get a 46 to hit. 46 hits. I will deal it 48 damage. And then I am going to use Awesome Blow and make an athletics check against its constitu- or fortitude DC. Blow him! <laughs> How about a 49? A 49, and it, you said against his fortitude DC? Fortitude DC, yeah. That is a success by two. Excellent. 
So I'm just gonna move him five feet north and knock him on his butt. Oh, all right. The Titan goes prone. And then with my third action, I'll just attempt to hit him again with a second attack and miss. Then after Peach Pie, that's gonna take us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Pew, 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 pew. More pew pews? 12 damage from the manifold wand. Uh, I will fly 20 feet higher for my first action. Second and third actions, Ray Frost. Uh, miss with a 35. That will miss. Well, that takes us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. I feel like I really skipped over the fact of the just huge boom that would happen. <laughs> knocked on its ass, right? I can just picture him Peach by just taking him out from the heels and just flipping up. This thing's so fucking big. Um, I'm going to move two actions to move 160 feet and uh, hide behind a fucking tree. 355 feet away from you guys. Got it. <laughs> or from Got the it. edge. From the, from the Plus edge. Plus 5, 10, 15, 20. So 375 feet away from the Titan. And you take cover? Um, hide or take cover? Hide. Hide. Okay. Which is a stealth check? I don't know. I never hide. should really learn this <laughs> from my rogue. I was going to say, you're going to have to figure this one out for later, too. Uh, hide as a stealth skill action. Oh, let's see. A GM rolls... Oh, your health check, your stealth check in secret and compares it to the perception DC of the creature you're observed by, but that you have cover or greater f- cover against or are concealed from. Okay, so you have, to act, you have to actually get cover somehow beforehand. Which I'm assuming at 355 feet, if there's any trees around here, I would lose line of sight from it. Uh, since you're headed east, uh, if you look back at the map, of the Vale of Aridin. East is open plains. So if you want to take the hide action, you will have to take one action to take cover. Which I'll allow you to do anywhere where you're at right now, because you're so far away. But you will have to use an action to take cover. Then I'll take cover. I mean, he's going to be concealed anyways, but... Why would he be concealed anyways? Oh, because the guy's dazzled. He's dazzled. Oh, that's right! So then you wouldn't have to use the take cover action. Specifically because of the control sand emanation. All he has to do is move away from me, but still. He's also has but to I am concealed from him at the moment, so I could sneak. You, yeah, you can hide. hide without taking cover, correct. So do you want me to roll that, or are you going to roll that? Uh, you go ahead and roll it. We don't generally do uh, secret checks in this show. I plan on doing it for some of the future ones, but... My stealth is terrible, but I rolled a 15, so I get a 41... I have no idea what negatives you get for being that far away and dazzled, but... Let's see. And it's it's perception DC is what you're going against, right? Yes. I don't think distance actually does anything. I don't think there's anything codified into the game for distance on perception checks. Uh, Moonlight rolled a 41. The Titan's perception DC is 46. Now, because of the distance, and we are talking about nearly 300 feet of distance, right? And he's concealed without it. I'm going to call that a success. And he's on the ground, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah and he did fall. So that means that you are I'm now hidden. hidden from him. Then, after Moonlight, that's going to take us over 
to the top of round seven. It is the Titan's turn. With its first action, it stands up. Attack of opportunities. And remember, it doesn't have a hand on its Allbird. It does not. I get a 45 to hit. That hits. I deal it. 56 damage. I miss with a 41. Damn, that's some juicy static you got there. Sure is. Jesus, plus 24? Damn. Mine's 10. (laughs) (laughs) I am a druid. For its second and third action, it begins to cast a spell. Already took our attacks of opportunity. We ain't fighters. That's true. I was kind of waiting for the wizard. Or Maraliths. I don't recognize spell. Do you have to be within a certain range for that? Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have to be... I think you just need to be able to see it. I think it's just, yeah, I was just saying, I think it's just line of sight. Which you still have, easily. When this thing stands, it's hard not to see it. If it's not trying to hide, and it's not. Is it on the arcane list? Is it something I just automatically know? I'm pretty sure you are going to automatically know it. It is on the arcane list, and you are going to automatically know it. The Titan is casting Meteor Swarm. So with the one hand that it doesn't have on its halberd, it raises it high into the air, and... Four huge meteors fall to the earth. And the way that Meteor Swarm works, it has a 500-foot range, and you choose four 40-foot bursts. Uh, I'm going to counter it. Nice. Are. Yes, it's evocation. I have a ninth-level implosion prepared that I'll use to try to counter it. Okay. So they both share the evocation trait. So, question for you real quick. Is this the first time we've really tried countering? It's the first time I could. Like, in cast counter? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. It's not too complicated. Yeah, so are you using clever counterspell for this, but it still just uses standard counterspell, correct? Yeah. You just make a counteract check, and you have to beat its counteract DC. There is a negative, I think. Regardless of what spell you expend, you take a minus two penalty to your counteract check. Though the GM can waive this penalty if the expended spell is especially appropriate. I'm counteracting the meteors by imploding them. <laughs> While they're in the air? Yeah. Take away, right, take away that it. minus two. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Take away my minus. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll do that. We'll take away your minus two from that. Uh, I will say that this is a tenth level meteor swarm. Oh. So what do you need to roll in order to successfully counteract... A success. A success, yeah. Just a success? Okay. Yep. yep. So you are going against its spell DC. And which I roll is my... Spell it's, attack. It's my spell attack roll, which is plus, is plus 33. So you're looking to beat a 45. <laughs> your meteors does it so he's holding its hand in the air and these four meteors just come falling to the earth and the wizard reaches out and those meteors crack and then this large happens in four different spots in the air because there was one coming down right over the wizard there was one coming down right over moonlight and then two just on the opposite side of it catching Jeb and Peach by it would have gotten each of you with that and the wizard successfully counterspells what is a 10 de- what is the level 10 meteor damage wise uh lots it would end up being it's a reflex save which you're all notoriously horrible at 
uh, versus 7d10 bludgeoning and 16d6 fire. Nice. I was hidden. He wouldn't even know where I was. That's a 40-foot burst. He just needs to guess. Uh, for now, yeah, uh, wizard, take a hero point. Successful counterspell. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Yay! I imploded meteors. That's really actually awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Cool. It's just like spray of tiny rock shards. And yeah, I just imagine looking up and seeing these four huge meteors, and then, and then it's just dust. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Raining down on us. Wizard. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done. Its eyes go wide, and it turns to look directly at the wizard. Oh, fuck. Too bad it's out of actions, bitch. It is out of actions. That takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. Let's kill it, Jeb. Sustains. All right, so reflex saves on the first sustain. It gets a 42. Sustaining 17 damage from the electric bolts, and then sustaining sandblast from control sand. It gets a 49 on that one. Uh, 15 damage from that. All right. And then I attack it with a f- violent weapon. Rawr. That was the weirdest sliding dice. If anyone was looking at that dice, that I did watch that. It's just yeah, like, yeah. like, kind of like rain. Okay, uh, I fail, but I'll got one more attack. I'll try again. A forty-three doesn't hit it flat-footed. It does not. I miss. There's a reason I cast all those sustain spells because I'm not fucking hitting this thing. <laughs> well, and those sustains are doing some regular damage. Between that and the Wand of Manifold missiles, it's guaranteed damage three times a turn. It's work uh, around. It's working really well. All right. Uh, is that the, all your actions? That's all I got. Did you use yeah. effortless concentration. Two attacks and one concentrate and one free concentrate. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, then after Jebediah, that takes us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. Let's kill it. A hit. A 48 hits. 51 damage. 51 is a big hit, but it's still standing. All right. Uh, second action. Athletics check. Awesome blow. Ooh, I think I'm going to fail with 41. A 41, and this is against uh, 42 DC? 42 DC. That does fail. All right. Third action. We'll just attack a second time. Does awesome blow have the attack trait? Does not. Ooh. But I miss on that third attack. All right, wizard. Take it down with your magic manifold miss. magic missile. <laughs> Wizard, it's your turn. It's looking right at you. It's coming for you. Well, I fire off a missile to start. And the wand of manifold <laughs> missiles does the final blow, hitting this thing right in between the eyes, and it uh, stumbles. Like Jack and the Beanstalk just falls and hits the ground and (laughs) birds fly up and dust flies everywhere and it's dead. Very cool enemy. Well done, Wizard. Well done, Wizard. That's your kill. That is your kill, Wizard. Well, and also Moonlight for sustaining the hideous laughter. Oh, man. Hideous laughter didn't work. This thing with a 40-foot reach, it's hard to get and do anything next to it with that attack of opportunity. Yeah, congratulations. You killed the level 22 creature. Level 22? Holy shit. Level 22. Do you want to know how many hit points it's a it had? Plus, a plus I'm three? I'm guessing almost a thousand. 
It has 540. Oh, hit not, not fast. Okay. My goodness. Yeah, plus plus four levels. That's beyond severe because three levels is severe. That's three. Right? No, we are it's three. three levels. We're 19. We oh, we're 19. That's right. I was thinking we were 18. A single creature is still, I feel like, way worse than like this is a group of creatures. Absolutely, yeah. Which well, we especially for before. us because we're all AOE. The wizards at forty-eight HP, moonlights at sixty, peach pies at three hundred twenty. That's dumb. That's not the way this is supposed to work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you want to click through a bunch of uh, turns, Tyler, so I can get my healing? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how many turns it is. Does it say somewhere on my thing? You got four turns yeah, left. You'll be It'll full. Yeah, still. Oh, yeah, I'm full. More. So it doesn't matter. I'm full. You are full as of right now. At one ninety-eight. He's <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, the wizard has 215, so it's not like... <laughs> Speaking of which, heal me, please. Well, all of that and still no more blessings for this Tower of Aradin. That thief one seems like it's out of our grasp. Maybe we'll figure something out. But how much patience are we going to have for the rest of these? I'm thinking not much. Find out next time as we continue the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.